You're listening to Diana's Monster, the story of Diana Edith Harris and the events succeeding July 23rd, 2016. These include the disappearance of Martin Cruz and the deaths of Joel and Marlene Harris. My name is Martin Cruz, and together with my friend Xander, we're tracking the movement of Diana's Monster. We'll be telling the story as it happens, so if you haven't already, go back and start at the beginning. This here is a warning, a preview of things to come. And what is coming? Seuss and her five friends. So this woman, Letty, might have pictures from the viewing. Yes. I've heard all of this before, Joseph. You need to stop before it's too late. Someone is harvesting organs, Atisha. They're not selling them, not transmitting or experimenting. They're collecting parts of people. When I depart, you'll find a little present somewhere in this here hoopty. Tapes? Of what? Your friend is missing time. What about the tape recorder? Could be his notes. That's a good idea, Marty. Oh. I was just asking if I could have it. And where did you get these tapes? Scene of the crime. You were in Evanston. Have a good night. What the fuck was that? Last time I met with Leticia Martinez, 38, who is a youth counselor, Leticia worked as a dispatcher with the Parlor PD while she put herself through school. Letty has curly, shoulder-length brown hair and chocolate eyes. Her eyebrows were thick before it was in fashion. She's very aware of her teeth, which she says remind men of a rodent's. Leticia has a round face which rests upon a pillowy chin. Her neck is short, as if her skull and body are swallowing what length there might have been. She's small-breasted but heavy-set, which is, in its own way, an extreme cruelty. Leticia has photographic proof that allows for the possibility that the ring, discovered by myself and the piglet Olivia in Passion's possession, might have belonged to Calderon's former partner Judd. Leticia is the mother to two children, Adam, 15, and Jared, 13. Jared has an affinity for technology. Adam, like most 15-year-old boys, spends his days chasing after girls. My hair is dying. Those curls are growing more and more gray with each passing day. They're losing their bounce. Dying. Women spend millions on beauty products each year to cover up the fact that, like men, we're aging. It's a part of life. The hair dye industry amassed almost half a billion dollars in sales alone for the 2015 fiscal year. Hair dye is unhealthy, can cause long-term damage even, and now my hair is dying a different kind of death. Leticia blows loose curls from her round face. It's all the stress. Adam's dating at 15 and God only knows what he's up to with those little hoochies on nights when I'm working late. And Jared, my sweet boy... He's being bullied, getting into fights, getting rolled, they call it. Rolled as if he were a barrel or a trash bin. I used to be able to rely on Adam. Knew he would protect his younger brother. But these days he's more interested in what's underneath the sophomore girl's shirts than protecting his brother. Jared's smarter than the teachers know what to do with. He asks tough questions. He's exceptional. He can take apart and reassemble a computer, a cell phone, in minutes. And then he can put it back together figure out which part does what and why. I should be looking into special schools. Ought to have Jared tested, but I'm afraid of what the results will show. I know it's stupid, but a parent's worst fear is finding out that their child is different somehow. That was my parents' biggest fear, too. And I am different, especially now. And they could have brushed it off, said that I wasn't really theirs. I'm adopted. But they saw that I was different, and they loved me for it. Not in spite of it. Leticia and I sit at the kitchen island, sipping cans of Coke. 
In another room of the small apartment, Jared and Calderon are attempting to access files on the server of the Parlor PD. Leticia looks down at the countertop, studying her fingernails. He's using you, Martin. I look around the room. Calderon? Mm-hmm. Yes, that's what I said. He's helping me. Why would he be using me? You saw the monster. Interacted with it. I went where it was from, didn't I? I don't know, but if you did... I'm bait. Whatever you went through, it's marked you. There, got it. He's in, Letty. Jared's in. That's great! You need to get out of here before they find you. But why would they... You went there once, Marty. Who's to say you can't do it again? How do you know all of this? Joseph's not the only one using my son to get information. That's my phone. No. Leticia takes my phone from me and smashes it against the counter. Bad idea, Marty. It was Xander. Who? Marty, it's, it's me. This is my fourth message. I get it. You're mad that I left. But that's what I'm trying to tell you. I haven't gone. I... This is weird. But I think I just met the man in the smoking jacket. Marty, he has tapes. Audio clips of your missing time. Marty, please, call me back. You won't believe what I found. Or, I guess, maybe you will. Maybe you were right all along. <sighs> Marty... Um, just call me. Leticia is alleging that Detective Calderon is using me as bait for the tribesmen. Calderon believes that, by encountering the goddess Seuss, I have somehow been marked. It is his belief that the people of the tribe of Seuss will value my connection to the beast, seek to replicate the conditions which allowed me to cross into... wherever. If I was able to disappear into the void, the bottom of the sinkhole, then by reverse engineering the conditions... Hi, hello... Yes, I understand that he's not in, but this is important. My friend is very sick, and he's... Yes, Detective Calderon. Uh-huh. A phone number. Anything? Yes, I understand if I had met the man that he would have given me a number. What about a business card? Does he have one of those? Read it to me. Thank you. Hello? Oh, Alexander. Glad to hear from you. How did you get my phone number? Yes, Marty is here. A friend of mine. Of course I'll give you the address. Joseph is a good man. I've loved him for as long as I can remember. But the one thing, the reason he gets up every morning... Olivia. She was his heart, Marty. She was his world, his everything. And they took her from him. Alexander's on his way. So you'll have everything you need then? Passion Williams had her liver removed. This man in the smoking jacket has been... neutered. There's a man in a smoking jacket? We think he works for the tribe. I don't understand the correlation. Why these people? Why those organs? Chud's notes. The tapes. The manuscript. Let's have a look at it. That must be Xander. That was quick. Hello? Oh, hi, Noelle. No, I haven't seen Lindsay. Why? I'm worried sick! She's not here. Neither is Adam. Joseph? Yes? This is Noelle Mitchell. Her daughter, Lindsay, goes to school with Adam. <sighs> Good to meet you. Yes, you too. Joseph, they're missing. What? Noelle says Lindsay's been staying at her friend's all week. When's the last time you saw Adam? I don't... Oh, God, Joseph. I don't know when the last time I saw my son was. It's okay. <sighs> She's not answering her phone. It's going straight to voicemail. Could be dead or turned off. What about Jared's phone? Can we track it? Do you have his iCloud password? His iCloud password? It shouldn't be too hard to crack. Okay, start on that and pray 
His phone is turned on and connected to the internet. Joseph. It's okay, Letty. We'll find them. Marty, stay here and look after Jared. And call me as soon as you get a location on his phone. Mm-hmm. Alexander should be here any moment to help. But where are you going? Letty, you and Noel and I will split up. Hit up known hangouts, ask friends. Detective. It's fine, Marty. Stay here. But what about... This is more important. You want me to leave this man here watching over Jared? No, no. I'm calling my... Marty's harmless. He can do this. Trust me. Joseph, I'm scared. How did this happen? I don't know, but let's pray to God we find them. Detective Calderon has sprung into action. Leticia's eldest son, Adam, has been missing for an indeterminate amount of time. Leticia doesn't recall the last time she spoke to her son. While the two mothers and Calderon head out to search the city, I'm stuck babysitting a boy in a piglet. Chud's tapes, the flash drive, and his Jensen cassette recorder sit on the bar before me, next to the smashed pieces of my phone. Olivia wanders in circles around the kitchen island, sniffing around for crumbs, while Jared sits at the coffee table in the living room, attempting to crack or reset his older brother's iCloud password. I lean over and beckon Olivia into my hands. I set her on top of the kitchen island and softly scratch the underside of her snout. John Cooper was keeping notes. He was collecting tapes. While Calderon and Leticia and Alexander may have issues which require more immediacy, mm. I myself do Come not. Here. Come here. Calderon has abandoned me to search for a missing 15-year-old. It's almost as if the whereabouts of this boy have taken precedence over the machinations of the Lost Tribe of Seuss. Perhaps there's something I'm not getting. 15-year-olds run away all the time, right? Maybe Calderon doesn't care about these tapes, Olivia. But I do. While I wait for Alexander to arrive, while I wait for Jared to crack his older brother's iCloud password or have it reset, I feel there is more I could be doing. I select a tape dated Saturday, November 7th, 2009. I place it in the Jensen, rewind the tape to the beginning, and hit play. The Bowline County Sheriff's Department responded to a call placed by a woman named Beatrice Stint. Beatrice saw a bunch of Indian boys digging holes up and down the riverbed of the South Fork Puerco. She was driving, she said, and didn't have time to take stock of how many there were, and even if they were all Indian. But they were certainly up to no good. By the time the officer made it to the scene, the alleged hoodlums were gone. What he found instead was the body of 15-year-old Gaji de Julie. Parlor PD homicide took over from there. Gaji means raven? Raven or Ray to his friends is the son of Z, a Navajo man, and Priscilla, a Caucasian female. So you can see what we're dealing with here. It's not a stretch to say that the relationship between the natives and the people of this town is strained. So far we have no leads. Neither the Navajo Nation nor the mayor want to involve the feds, but it's likely going that way. Ray was found near the Fire Rock Casino, so all sorts of questions are being asked. And we don't have the answers. A giant pit forms in my stomach. Eight years ago, a Native American boy was found dead along a riverbed. Chud investigated the murder. He was keeping detailed notes. But for whom? Hello? Hi, I'm, uh, looking for my friend Marty. Xander? I'm in the kitchen. Oh, Marty, thank God. Gods. Right. What's going on? That's Jared. He's Leticia's son. Leticia? This is her home. And where is Leticia? Leticia and Noel's kids have run away. But you just said he was Leticia's kid. Her other kid. And what are you doing? Tapes, Xander. Chud was keeping tapes. Is this just a thing crazy people do? 
Keeping tapes? Did, did I not know this? Do you think I'm crazy? No, Marty, I didn't mean it like that. Then how did you mean it? Look, forget what I said. You need to hear this. I was at the library. I thought you were leaving. I did. I mean, I wanted to. But like it or not, I'm responsible for what happens to you. What happens to me? I'm an adult, Xander. I can make my own decisions. Yes, you can. But maybe you shouldn't be. I can, and I will make my own decisions, and that starts right now with you. Get out. What? No, I just got here. Go away, Xander. Marty, please, you're being- Crazy. Ridiculous. You're being ridiculous. If you won't leave, then I will. No, Marty, stay. I'll- I'll go. Good. Just- Alexander hands me a folder. They've been at it for decades, Marty. Whatever is happening here, whatever happened in Evanston, these people have been trying for decades. Alexander Carter leaves. I'm not crazy. This is... All of these people had their organs harvested. These go back years and years. People go missing and they're found. Only not all of them. This is the tribe, Olivia. This is what they do. It's some sort of ceremony. Hey, Jared. What can you find for me on animal sacrifice? I spoke with the mother. She's understandably not very happy with the investigation. And that's putting it lightly. This boy, he was some sort of prodigy. People talk about him with such high regard. He was so smart. Won all these awards for science and engineering. The poster child for Native American and American relations. A fucking symbol. And what's worse, they fucking scalped the kid. Took that big old brain of his right from his head. Olivia Calderon, found November 18th, 2009. Her heart was removed. Gagey? Gagey? DeJuli, found November 5th, 2009. His brain was taken. David Nope, found in March of 2009. His liver was completely removed. Sybil Rucka, found in April of that year. Her breasts had been removed. Norton Brooks was a gigolo. He was found in February of 2009 on Valentine's Day. His testicles had been removed. Barbara Anderson was found scalped in July. What did Chud's tapes say about the boy? He was super smart, right? And Olivia was Calderon's everything. Letty said she was his heart. And this male hooker, he was neutered. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's why they were chosen. These organs correspond to some sort of quality that these people had. I'm talking to a pig. Okay. Breathe. Almost all of the pieces to this story sit before me. Leticia believes that Calderon is using me as bait to entrap the people responsible for the death of his daughter. These people, these tribesmen, have been harvesting organs from civilians over the decades. They target individuals who possess qualities associated with the desired organ, e.g. the testes of a gigolo and the brain of a young genius. What I can't figure out are the qualities associated with the scalp and the liver. What I don't have is information about the ceremony or ritual the prescription for portal opening. What do the tribesmen do with these harvested organs? Eight years ago, the brain of a young Native American boy was removed from his skull. John Cooper was assigned to the case. 
He was keeping detailed notes and tapes about the investigation, whether for his own benefit or someone else's remains to be seen. Eight years ago, racial tension between the Native Americans and the people of Parla, New Mexico was at an all-time high. The discovery of the boy, the offspring of a white woman and an Navajo man, set the town reeling. Eight years later, the son of Leticia Martinez, a former dispatcher at the Parlor PD, who worked alongside Calderon and Cooper, has also disappeared. Any connection remains to be seen. This could all be a distraction, could all be designed to keep me from the answers about the intentions of the tribe. There are six animal gods worshipped by the tribe. Each god is associated with or representative of a quality. And there are six parts, six organs, that have been routinely removed from people all over usually leading up to the performance of a ceremony which allows the gods entry to our world. This happened in Evanston almost 23 and a half years ago, and again last July. If Leticia is correct, then it's only a matter of time before I hear from the tribe. And when I do, I know I'll have a choice to make. For what happens when the gods are allowed to roam free? Next time on Diana's Monster. <laughs>